good morning, evening, and afternoon to all of our listeners. We want to take a second to thank you guys for joining us on today's episode, episode number 47. No matter how you're listening, we are grateful that you're here. We want you guys to know that our podcast is available on multiple platforms, and if you can give us a like, a follow, or a subscription, all of that helps get this podcast out to more and more folks. And if you like this content, please consider giving us some stars, write us a review, write, write us an email, just let us know, because all that interaction helps us out, and also lets us know what you guys want to hear and you know what the purpose of this podcast is going to be like going forward into the new year. Well, welcome back. Jason Swank hey. to the podcast. Let's go. <laughs> wow, that was like the least Jason Swank thing you've ever said. Man. <laughs> uh, I mean, you are in Abe's seat, so I guess that's, that's fitting. Yeah. yeah, Abe's yeah. not with us. You need to be today. a little bit louder and more vocal. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so on today's episode, it's, uh, it's Nick, Nate, and Jason Swank. So we're going to get into our announcements coming up, reminders for all you guys for the end of the year stuff, and then we'll get into the podcast. Yeah. I um I'm I like this time of year just especially because of be generous and how that um uh, just gets out. Uh, even our group, um, we're getting ready to go this coming Sunday. We've already done a lot of our like ahead of time shopping and getting things ready. Um, so we have multiple things we're going to do this Sunday. Really excited about that. But um, the Angel Tree is one of those that be generous kind of uh, well it does does the finances for us and. Um, but we also know that not everybody's in an A group, and we want to make sure that there's people in the church that give opportunities to serve as well that are not in a group, yep. and um, and this is one of them. So there are actually still a number of spots available for people to sign up to help for our Angel Tree, which is on December 16th, um, which is a Saturday. And um, so all you got to do is go into our app, uh, click on, I believe it just says Angel Tree on the, on the homepage, mm-hmm. And uh, it'll actually, you can scroll down and see how you can serve and uh, how many spots are available. So um, there's not a lot left, but there are a few, and we're just wanting to let you know that you can still do that. Sweet. Um, the other thing is, is just really our Christmas services. Um, we are not, Christmas Eve falls on a Sunday this year. So um, so what we decided to do instead is not do a Sunday morning service uh, and really, because that's a lot to do with volunteers and um, families, and so we want to always think about that. So what we what we're going to do this year is we're going to do two evening services, one on the twenty third, which is Saturday at yep. six p.m., and then instead of the morning, we're just moving that morning one to that night as well on Christmas Eve, um, same time as well, six p.m. They're both going to be the same, so. Um, so we're still doing, in a sense, two services like we would typically do on a Sunday morning, but instead we're doing them one Saturday night, one Sunday night. So um, just a reminder, no Sunday morning service <laughs> on Christmas Eve mm-hmm. uh, Sunday. And so, man, invite somebody, bring a family, uh, bring a, a neighbor. You can actually go online, um, uh, it's com forward slash Christmas, and scroll down to the bottom of that page. There are digital invites too. Oh, that's sweet! I didn't know that yet. Yeah, so you can send it out to um, friends and coworkers, your neighbors. You don't have to like physically hand them something. You can digitally send a text message or a message on I don't know social media or something like mm-hmm. that. So sweet. Yeah. Uh, so we are now in our series, our Christmas series, Home for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So the whole goal with this series is to bring about. Um, the idea of coming home 
in a very chaotic world. Yeah. Um, sometimes home is uh, not for everybody, but at at the end of the day, it's the idea of uh, I just want to go home. I just need, you know. Yeah. I was texting. Uh, was it our guys group? Was it yesterday or today? One of our guys, you know, was talking about. I was asking about some things to pray for, and he, he sent an. Uh, I can't remember. Oh no, it was our it was our A group, and uh, he wrote um, back and basically said it was a rough morning. Um, had to get the kids out, and and then one of them was sick, and felt it just felt awful, and um, and uh, I was like, man, being adult stinks sometimes. <laughs> You know, I wish I could. There's been moments in my life where I'm like, I just wish I could be a kid again. Yep. No responsibility. Just, other than, Nate, clean your room. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, make your bed and things like that. So, um, so we wanted to make this series around the idea of like, what would it look like just to go home? And, and of course, there's, you know, there's there's a thought behind that process too. Each week is going to bring something more to the idea of what is home, but. Um, but Christmas, the holidays, I think, bring about just this togetherness. Um, even though it can be chaotic, um, it's more like being with the people you love, your family, friends, whatever that looks like. So I'm curious, what are you guys this year looking forward to? What do you love about Christmas? What is something that you enjoy or maybe something new is going to happen this year? What are you looking forward to this year? My favorite. Oh, go ahead, Jay. No, oh, okay. Thank you. Guess first, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, <clears throat> I always look forward to, you know, my kids are still young. Uh, Lily's eight, Riley's five. Uh, you know, I still remember Christmas mornings, like the magic of Christmas mornings of, you know, waking up and being super excited super early and still having like the sleep in your eye and the shine of the Christmas lights oh, glowing yeah. in the morning and the presents. And um, Can you see that? No, <laughs> no, everything, everything's fuzzy all the time. Oh, I had to throw that out there. Just... Um, but yeah, just uh, <laughs> kind of living <laughs> vicariously through uh, my kids, oh, of course. Uh, watching them get super excited Christmas morning. And yeah, I love that moment. Pretending like I'm still asleep, yeah. you know, when they wake up. And mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. That's always super exciting and fun living through them. Yeah. My favorite part about Christmas has always been the days after Christmas. Um, ever since I was little, like Christmas morning, yeah, that's special. But it's like the days after Christmas when like there's nothing to do, there's nowhere to go. And when you're young, you just get to play with all the stuff that you got for Christmas. You get to just hang out. It's usually snowing. You might play outside. Mm-hmm. You might build a snowman. But there's just like, it's just finally the chill and the time to relax. Yeah. Those are my favorite days. So like all of the days previous and like for this year, I know some people feel a certain type of way about Christmas Eve being on a Sunday, but for me, I love it. I think it's awesome. I love the idea of having the 25th being a Monday and having off until January 1st, because that is eight days that I get, just get to soak up with my kids you know, there's some seeing some family and stuff in there too, which is great. Um, but it's just soak up that time with kids, stay in your jammies all day. I'm gonna make a ton of cinnamon rolls. You know, my kids love cinnamon rolls. And then they People either go to just want to be like, "Why is there no cinnamon rolls?" Drex <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> family took them all. It, it is, and uh, they just they just love like both of my kids. They love being home. 
They love just hanging out like under a blanket and either watching movies or playing video games with mom and me, uh, with their mom and me. Um, and yeah, I just that's I just have high hopes that this year will just be a, another fun, lazy just time together with kids. Didn't you do something different last year? Like, didn't like Christmas morning wasn't Christmas morning? It was another day, or was that last year? Yeah, the year before. I think so. You guys had to remind me. My oh, brain's fucked. Like, you didn't do it with your kids that day because, because of, I don't know what it was. Yeah. Remember, Santa came early because you had Oh, yeah, yeah, that's Christmas right. Christmas was on goodness, Sunday. We had Christmas right. on Christmas Sunday. Christmas was on a Sunday. So we did, oh my gosh, you guys have great memory. Uh, hmm. It was. Because it's so different. <laughs> it was December. That's right. So it was, it was December 23rd. Okay. Oh. It was late at night. We put the kids to bed. And my wife and I were like, you know what? Christmas is on a Sunday this year. Like, what is that going to look like? Because we got to be at the church at 8, and that's not going to be very fun for them. And, like, because <laughs> her and I still work, and, you know. Yeah. So we put the kids to bed, and we're just like, everything's wrapped. What if we just have Christmas in the morning, yeah. being Christmas Eve Santa morning? Santa came early for pastors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I remember, yeah, we did do that. I remember mm-hmm. that. I remember the conversation now very vividly in front of the tree, and my wife was like, well, this is just crazy. This is just so whimsical. And I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, let's do it. Let's do it. And we didn't even tell the girls. And we stayed in bed. So, like, the girls, like, slept in because they didn't wear – they weren't expecting Christmas morning yeah. or else they would have been up at 6, right? Yeah. You know, but they slept in. And me and Sid intentionally stayed in our bedroom and didn't, didn't want to be up and about and mm. things like that. And for some reason – oh, I know why. So every morning, Evie gets up, my 7-year-old. And she blows her nose first thing in the morning. She just like she's got allergies <laughs> she's too. Yeah, 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 she just is just like us, you know. She walked out, and you could hear her feet. And she step, 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 step. Blew her nose like a little baby elephant, and then silence. And Sid and I are just looking at each other in bed, and we're like, "Do you think she sees the tree?" And we didn't know. And then all of a sudden, we hear. <laughs> she just runs into our bedroom. She's like, "There's stuff out there." And then we like peek over the sheets, and then she runs into Emma's room, and she goes, "Emma, Emma, wake up! Cause the Christmas is now." <laughs> What day is it? It was really uh, fun. I remember that now. Awesome. I can't believe that you guys had to spark my memory on that. Well, I remember you sent a video to our small group, I think, last yeah. year. Because you, you were like, what? Mm-hmm. It's, but it's only Christmas Eve. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's weird, huh? Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> that was great. I remember that. I, it's, our, it's, it's funny to us. It's funny to me that... Um, because uh, our kids don't believe in Santa and anymore, so uh, of course we've always had to talk to them because we said we'd never lie, and um, and they figured it out eventually. Um, this was a few years ago, but anyways, but still, even funny to me is that Liz wants to get up. Um, the kids will just sleep, mm-hmm. and she's like, "No, we gotta get them up." Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, get what? You want to get our kids up. <laughs> <Let them sleep. laughs> like, yeah. So, like, and she's been that way ever since. It's like she's like a little kid in a candy store, but there's no presents under there for us. Mm. It's all for the kids. Mm. And so, um, and uh, and she loves it. It's like the thing she looks forward to every year. Um, I don't know. I, I, for me, I just... I always look forward to the Christmas services every year, even no matter where I've been. Um, there's just something about it. I love it. 
um, you know, I think about volunteers and stuff like that. And I, I, I do, uh, sometimes I think churches go overboard, you know, like they have 80 services and <laughs> it's like, come on, you know, that's so much on your volunteers and, um, all right, to each their own, but I still love the Christmas services and what it can bring in families and the gospel, uh, being presented and, um, so that's something I look forward to every year. I also think that, um, I don't know, like the last two years it's been super snowy, remember? Yes, mm-hmm. very we much have, so. We had to cancel one of our services. Yeah, last, last year, year we did. Uh, the year before that, it snowed on Christmas Eve. So like when you were turning in, it was just starting to snow. Like there was a little bit on the ground. And the time that everybody left, there was like three inches already on the ground, three or four inches of snow on the ground already. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. Th- those are kind of cool moments. Uh, so I, I I just enjoy what this time of year can bring. Um, and to be honest with you, I love that it leads us into the new year because I'm already I'm already ahead in the new year, and I'm thinking like I'm super excited. Let's go. Plus, I hate winter, so <laughs> you know. I thought of another thing that I love yeah. real quick uh, when you were talking about Sunday, like the Christmas Eve services. I love, you know, I've been lucky enough to be on stage yeah those the last couple of christmas eves yeah and when we light the candles at the end yeah and you know, asking cool, if you became a christian this year and, yeah uh all that when you see that all the candles lit in a dark room it's, yeah it's a beautiful yeah. thing i love candlelit services i love that yeah. did you what is it last year year before or three years ago didn't you wear like a christmas suit yeah two years ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're gonna bring it out this year i don't know oh. let me see We'll see, yeah. <laughs> Invite your friends. <laughs> Get a picture with Jason. That's right. <laughs> I just remember you had that suit on, and like it's not a real suit; it's like fabricy. Yeah, yeah that's really what it is. It's an Amazon pants. special. Yeah. So. We have clip-on in-ear monitors that we had to clip on, and he couldn't get it clipped on because he didn't have a belt. It was just this like oh, stretchy yeah. sort of like yeah. parachute My pants. pants. Were falling down too. And I were just remember you you needed help I putting did. your monitor on in your pants and That's tucking right. in the cord. <laughs> I'm five. <laughs> we had to help Jason get dressed. Uh, that's so great. So, like from the message on Sunday, did you guys have there ever been a time you've had um, you've ever had that feeling of being homesick? Um, oh, yeah. and I'd say the second question is, are you a homebody or not? Do you, do you have to be home or if you do, what is that? How do you define home? Sure. Have you ever been homesick? Yeah. So, uh, this, sh- I don't think this is too big of, of, of a surprise for people that know me. I, I am a homebody. Um, but for me, home is, um, I'm not an overly sentimental person, so it doesn't have to be literally our home. For me, my home is like where my kids are and like and like where where I know that my family feels safe. And so if we're together, we can make any place a home. Um, if I'm away from them, I I get very, very um, I guess homesick would be the word that I would use um, since it's pertinent to the question, but it's yeah. like I just I miss my kids. Emma is 10 years old and um, she just had her first sleepover last uh-huh. weekend out of your house. Somebody that wasn't family. Oh, like her first friend. Like yeah. at your house? No, she went over to. Oh. And yeah, and um, it was a special. It was supposed to be a sleepover, and, and so me and Sid were like, "Well, there's gonna be other girls there. I guess this is okay." And it's for her best friend's birthday, hmm. but then the other girls didn't show up, so it was just Emma wow. for her friend's birthday. So I knew how much it meant, hmm. and to Emma. 
Emma kept saying no. Like, she was nervous to sleep there. And me and Sid, you know, it, you, you, you want to push your kids to get out of their comfort zone, right? Yeah. And so even though, even though we don't want to be away from her, we pushed her to do this. And we're like, Emma, this is your, your best friend. No one else is going to be able to go, you know, she really wants you to spend the night. You should, you should really try and do this. Mm -hmm. And so even my kids are homebodies. We had to convince her to spend the (laughs) night somewhere else. Do you know the parents and all that stuff? We have met them, mm-hmm. yes. Not on a super personal level. Oh, okay, no. okay, okay. You know, so that and that's always a variable because, gosh, yeah. you you you, you want to be smart and safe, and yep. you know, God <clears throat> gave us all good judgment, and we're supposed to use that judgment. But God also asks us to have faith too. Yeah. And then sometimes there's just yeah unknowns, and you just have to put faith in God that everything's going to be okay. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. Thankfully, everything was, and it's great, and they want to do it again, and. This time she's going to be at our house, and we're going to take her to church too the next morning. So, yeah, let's yeah. go. Let's gospel her up. But yeah, so our family, we are homebodies, <laughs> and for us, literally, home is where the heart is. And it's have you ever family. been homesick? Oh yes. Whenever I'm gone, um, I get homesick. Um, I had to be away from home on the Chicago trip that we took our leaders to. Jason. Oh okay. Um, I got homesick then. Really? Um, oh yeah. It was only like sure. two days. He's sissy. Man. <laughs> yeah. And then it happened Goodness another time. Gracious. It was the other trip to Chicago. Um, and this one was, how many years ago was that? It was the first year I met oh, Beth Ann. Oh, was we when you we went band. to Exponential? Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. Was that two years ago? Three years? Probably three I'm years ago? I'm not even sure. That yeah, was like I bet my, you it was three years ago. I was really homesick then, too. Huh. Yeah. Did, yeah, did I know. Sid not go on that trip? I don't remember. Sid did go on that trip. Oh. I missed my kids. Oh. <laughs> 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 I mean... <laughs> Sid doesn't uh, listen to this listening, podcast. You know, yeah, yeah thanks, I love hey, you, but I love you. You're here, but I miss my kids more. <laughs> no, well, she was with me. Why would I miss her? If she's. I mean, even Jesus says, "Hey, why would the disciples fast if I'm with them? Uh, you know, gonna, there's going to be time for that." <laughs> oh, that's great, man. Um, for me, I think, I think I am a homebody, but I, I'm also one of those people that like I like to go out and do things. Yeah, but. You are one of those people. I like let's go party. Let's go sing some songs. <laughs> Not against some karaoke. Um, <laughs> but like that like the caveat being like I do like knowing that I'm going home at the end of the night. Like I don't I don't love camping. I don't love being away from the house unless it's vacation or something. But even even then, like I feel like at the end of vacation I'm like, all right, I'm a creature of habit. I like yeah. the and and then as far as being homesick, I feel like um, when I went to the University of Toledo my freshman year, like I think the first like three <clears throat> months I went home every weekend, sure because I did miss home. I was homesick yeah. a little bit. Um, I will say, and not to butt in on your story, but I want to real quick. Um, uh, I know there's colleges out there which I I kind of agree with it. Kinda, that freshmen are not allowed to drive their first year if they live on campus, because naturally they'll want to go home every weekend. Yeah. Instead of just staying and getting to know who you are as a person, building relationships with people, things like that. So there are colleges who do that on purpose for culture. So, anyways. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. Yeah. Um, and then I feel like the other obvious is I get homesick every time I'm in the hospital, but oh, I feel yeah. like. I also just hate hospitals. Too. Yeah, man. but I've had a, um, 
a handful of times I feel like I've been in the hospital for, you know, more than four days or so. Yeah. And that's just awful. Yeah. Always get homesick then. But I think a lot of it too is like missing your kids, missing your wife. Yeah, for sure. Missing your dog. <clears throat> missing your dog. <laughs> Liz said the other day, she goes, why do men love golden retrievers so much? Oh my much? gosh, it's my favorite breed. Well, it's mine too. Um, and it's because like, they're the best dogs in the world. My wife, who's a dog groomer, if yeah. you need your dog groomed, you got to go contact my wife. Um, anyway, she says that if I were an animal... Not only would I be a dog, <laughs> I'd be a golden retriever. <laughs> you just I want somebody said, to pet you all the time. <laughs> That's why she likes dogs so much. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, the golden golden retrievers are the best dogs. Yep. There's no comparisons. Don't even try it, Jason. They shed a lot, though, don't that's they? That's the only thing. Yeah, that's oh, that's a bad thing. <laughs> Imagine running around your yard with a flannel on and boots and it's fall and... <laughs> Just you and your golden retriever, <laughs> old Buster, just running <laughs> old around. Old Buster, my our, ours was named Reggie. Whenever I think of the most Reggie, yeah, Reg, yeah, Reggie's a good name. Whenever I think of the most like manliest people that I know, I just get Tony Finley in my head. Oh yeah, <laughs> walking <laughs> Tony around. Tony Finley, yeah. Does that. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a man's man. <laughs> I look up to him. Yeah, literally, he's quite tall. <laughs> he is outdoorsy, shoots things. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I digress. We got, man, we got <laughs> off there real quick. Yeah. But uh, so back to Sunday. I think that what's interesting about uh, being homesick in a homebody is the idea that there is a desire, right? So all of us, all I believe, without a shadow of a doubt, that all of us have a desire to be home. You know, I think it's this, um, you know, that <laughs> I remember, I want to say it was back in the 90s, and I'm sure it was older than that, um, 2000s, early 2000s. Like one of the part of the idea of sharing the gospel with people was like, you know, there's this God shaped hole in your heart that only God can fill, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in and, essence, and it's so cheesy, but what they're trying to say is that the, you were designed with, you were designed to worship Him, you were designed to be in community with Him, and you don't have Him, so there's something missing. Well, I would say mm-hmm. that's home, mm-hmm. right? So, so Sunday I showed it through, I showed it with that di- uh, triangle picture, yep, Didn't you know, see. that God loves each. Each love one another, and one another love God. Mm-hmm. Like that's the paradigm of how we are, and that's home. Um, would you say it's true that we all have an internal desire to be home? Because that's my opinion. Would you say that that's true? Um, and would you say that as humanity, as an individual, we're trying to figure out what home is? Um, and what does that look like? So... I'm curious your thoughts on that. Is is there a, a desire for that to be home? And if there is a desire for that to be home, what are ways that we try to figure out? And even at times, what do you? Th- how do you think that Christians? How do you think we miss the mark sometimes mm-hmm. on filling that? I think that the nature of theology itself is people searching for belonging, and I think that you could argue that that belonging mm-hmm. is home. Okay, look at other religions of the world, other uh, spiritual avenues, people trying to reach enlightenment, all of these things, right? They, they, they all have one thing in common, is that they're looking for something bigger than themselves, because yeah. they believe that there is something bigger than themselves. <clears throat> they're just trying to figure out what it is and whatever they can prove that it is through whatever means that they currently have, right? Um, even, like, stuff like, um, oh... Um, 
who are these people like Confucius and oh, and okay. all these folks sure. who are like you know, trying to yeah. find wisdom, trying to find yeah. Buddha. Um, yeah, Buddha, um, Buddha would be like enlightenment, yeah, right? Like yep. And they they I really do think that they all are searching for something that is a piece of themselves that they believe is there. They just don't know how to obtain it. And I think it's home. I think mm-hmm. it is um, where they belong whether it's in this universe or spiritually where they belong, maybe that home is heaven. Um, it makes me think of that Phil Wickham, the, the, the first lines of that Phil Wickham song, how I long to breathe the air of heaven, mm. you, you know, and it's just like, I think that that is deeply innate inside of all of us, yeah. especially after you've read scripture and you see evidence of well, yeah, we all are searching, and we all are made to worship God, just yeah. like you were saying. We all are made to have this belonging, and we all, we all are a vessel for the Spirit to dwell in. So, if you don't have that Spirit, of course, you're searching for something to fill that void, mm-hmm. you know. And you're either going to worship God, the right one, or you're mm-hmm. going to worship something else. Mm-hmm. And so, I say, 100%. Yes, my answer is we are all searching for some sort of home, whether people call it home or not. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. I'd say we're searching because we all look for something comfortable where we feel safe and secure. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what I thought of first. Mm-hmm. That makes total sense. I I, I, I believe um, <clears throat> it's, it's one of those things like if you, you could – Everything that goes on in life can all always go back to Genesis 1, 2, and 3. Mm-hmm. The very beginning of Genesis. Genesis 1, 2, and 3 are kind of the foundation of human, uh, the life of a human, and at the same time, what's destroyed humanity. Yep. Like I, everything, everything, in my opinion, goes back to Genesis 1, 2, and 3. Um, like there's this moment, so after they got done, um, so it's like, oh, they just finished that. No, I don't mean that. Like they, they just finished sinning, right? Mm-hmm. They, they took it by the fruit. They were talking to God uh, in the garden. He's like, oh, my goodness. <clears throat> and then here's what happens next. It, actually, the entitlement or, the, enti- or the, uh, the title of this section, at least in this translation, says paradise lost, paradise lost, God's mm-hmm. judgment. Okay. Paradise lost, quote, uh, colon, God's judgment. It says, then the man, Adam, named his wife Eve because she would be the mother of all who live. And the Lord God made clothing from animal skins for Adam and his wife. Which is cool because after their sin, uh, God still served them and loved them, right? He wanted to clothe them, not the other way around, uh, the clothes themselves. Then the Lord God said, look, the human beings have become like us. There it is again, the word Elohim. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing both good and evil, what if they reach out and take fruit from the tree of life and eat it? So now we know that there's two significant trees in the garden. Yep. Then they will live forever. Now, the, and I, again, there's a lot deeper context here, but the idea is that, so now they're sinful beings. If they eat from that tree, they're going to live forever as sinful beings. Mm-hmm. Um. As of right now, a pre-sin, like, they were going to live with God forever. But now, because of their sin, if they eat from the tree, they're going to live forever in their sin. So the Lord God banished them from the Garden of Eden, and he sent Adam out to cultivate the ground from which he had been made. And after sending them out, the Lord God stationed mighty cherubim to the east of the Garden of Eden, and he placed a flaming sword that flashed back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. 
which I think is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they're in the garden, or they're out of the garden. I wonder, like since that moment, you know, at least for Adam and Eve and now the rest of humanity, they're just like, what have we done? Oh, for sure. I want to go home. Mm-hmm. Like that was home. Mm-hmm. The Eden was home. So fast forward, like, and, I, and I've, sh- I've shared this before, but there's might be people who don't remember, don't know. Um, there's this moment, like when Jesus is hanging on the cross and the two uh, criminals are on the cross next to him, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, and he tells, and one of the criminals is like, yeah, he doesn't deserve this. Um, you know, Jesus, or I can't remember if he called him that or not. Uh, remember me today. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I'm totally butchering. I can't remember the exact words there. But Jesus said, for sure said, today you'll be with me in paradise. Mm-hmm. And the word paradise is the same, which was an Aramaic word translated into Greek, obviously. Um, that's how we know this. But it was the word for Eden. So Jesus is telling him, today you'll be with me in Eden. Now, is that a is that also a word that was used for heaven, um, or is Eden a word used for heaven? You know, I, I'm not sure. I, I this is where my intellect is not go that far, but it is a fascinating thing because there's something in us uh, that I believe is constantly drawing us to Himself and to this home. Like for example, I'm a Christian now, um, and I'm just. Like, I'm ready, you know? Like, this life stinks more times than not. I think, I can't remember who I read sometimes, or I know, I know Moses talked about it too. He's like, your whole life is going to be mostly trouble and pain. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's going to be a few moments, but it's like we hold on to those few moments. You know, that's when people say, you remember the good old days? <laughs> well, those good old days were actually not really good old days, but there were moments in those good old days that you hold on to, and you're like, oh, yeah, those were the days. Mm-hmm. But you probably forget when you're sitting around at McDonald's on a Saturday morning at 9 a.m. with all your old buddies. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Mansfield. Uh, was Mansfield, Mansfield restaurant. Yeah, yeah Mansfield. Yeah. So I, but I just, there's something in us that there's this desire in us. So I, I wanted to share this. So in John chapter one, so I feel like this is kind of fun for me because John is a whole different gospel. I think it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my favorite gospel. But um, it's like the other ones don't really matter, I guess. But anyways. Um, <laughs> Those are Nate's words, not mine. Yeah. <laughs> the views of Nate. No, just kidding. They're all good. The synoptic gospels are important, especially Matthew's. So, um, but anyways, I feel like this is John's kind of like Christmas story because everything goes back to Genesis 1, 2, and 3, right? Mm-hmm. So in First John, or in John 1... In verse 10, it says, he came, meaning Jesus, he came into the world, or he is also meaning word here, so the uh, logos. He came into the very world he created, but the world did not recognize him. Yep, right? Mm -hmm. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave their right to become children of God. I'll come back to that. Um, verse 13 says, they are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. Now, uh, this version, I like this idea, is, but to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. Mm-hmm. So right there is this picture of family, which again goes back to Genesis 1 and 2. 
right? The be fruitful and multiply. And we, we become God's children because we believe in the word, the, the logos, the, the one that dies for our sins and rose again, the one that came, they, even though the world has rejected him, but it's the ones who did not reject him. We become children of God. And I think this is a, a constant picture of the idea of the home that God was creating in, in Eden that we messed up and that he's going to restore when all things come to completion again. I'm actually really excited. I This is actually kind of hard for me right now because I want to give I want to talk about some things, but I don't want to give it away <laughs> to what we're going to talk about this Christmas season. And so, um, but when this all is completed, it is going to be the way it was meant to be. We're home now. We're with the Father, we're with the Son, we're with the Holy Spirit, we're with all brothers and sisters from all times and all generations who held on to him. And like, can you imagine that moment? Hmm. Like, you're going to be absolutely complete. There's no, nothing wrong with you. Um... You're not going to experience any more pain or, man, today was a crappy day. Mm-hmm. There's not, that's not going to be, you're not going to wonder about, you know, what's coming, this war that's, all, you know, that could be taking place. No money issues. No money issues. Yeah. yeah. I can see. <laughs> you, you will be able to see completely. Yeah. Um, no more medicine. Uh no more trying to pretend to be something you're not. Yep. Um, man, that day is a day that like there's moments. I'll go, like, I said this before too. I, like I'll go into the backyard and I'll just lay down and look up. And there's times I just like, God, I'm ready. I love my kids, believe me. Uh, I love my wife, but I'm like I'm ready. I can't do, like there's moments I just. I just can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And God's like, no, you are. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, of course, it, it's like my pity party. But it's one of those where, but I think all people who follow God are kind of, like, there's this there's this uh, yearning in us. This how, how do you say that? Earning, yearning? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yearning in us that just like desperately desires for these places. But you kind of like, but you want to make sure everybody there is with you. Mm-hmm. You know, I want my kids there. I want my friends there. I want my family there. I want people that I know there. Um, and so that's why I'm always like, but you know, okay. Yeah. There's a song by Chris Tomlin called Home, and it's beautiful. And it says, this world is not what it was meant to be. All this pain, all this suffering, there's a better place waiting for me in heaven. Yeah. Every tear will be wiped away, every sorrow and sin erased. We'll dance on seas of amazing grace in heaven. The chorus is, I'm going home, where the streets are golden, every chain is broken. Oh, I want to go, oh, I want to go home. Yeah. Where every fear is gone, I'm in your open arms, where I belong home. Yeah. Yep. So good. And, man... That would make sense for this Sunday, or our message for this Sunday. But Jason, um, can you learn that in two days? <laughs> I don't think so. Um, so I guess my question is: is and this is for everybody listening? Why is it hard? And again, I'm I'm just talking specifically about Christians now. Why is it hard to think of our eternal home more than our daily lives? 
Why is it harder? Because we've never been there yet. Yeah, this is the only thing we've experienced. Yeah, we, yeah, it's like you don't have that thing to compare it to. It's like it's hard to be homesick when you don't remember tangibly being there. You know, it's like, and I don't even want to get into the arg- argument here if, if if we existed. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you love the philosophical debates. Before we were born debates. on Earth, okay. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I don't know. Sure. I don't know about that. You guys can talk about that another yeah. time. You guys can talk about that in your group. <laughs> <laughs> Did we exist before birth and we just don't remember? Yeah, I, I, don't, know, I, don't, I don't know. Um, but like, yeah, it's like I can't even imagine. Like, even if we you trying to imagine what heaven is like, even if you look at the scriptures and. And, and, and try and come up with what it could be, we are still limited by the only things in our head to compare it to on earth, you know? it's a, If it says the streets are golden, we're going to think about gold on earth, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What if it looks different up there? What mm-hmm. if it's shinier? What if it's goldier? I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gold. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like you're, you're the, only, the most that you can imagine is still a limitation of what you can imagine. Yeah, and I love that too because I think one of the frustrations is, again, this is why it's so important to be a part of the church and people who know the word and things like that. It's just like when you think the streets are paved with gold, and they're like, oh, it's a place where money is worthless there. That's actually not what that means. It means that what gold is pure. Mm. It's the it's one of the purest forms that we have on earth. And it's it's a part of heaven. So gold has no it's not it's it's not a materialistic value. It's the idea of what gold is. It's the purification of who we are. And so, yeah, you know, the, the, the streets are lined with gold. It's because it's pure, it's um it's it's in a sense holy. Um, it's different than all the other things. And so, um, but yeah, I, I think the idea is what a different perspective of trying to ask ourselves the question is, do I live for Christ? Do I live for eternity or do I live for the here and now? Um, and I totally understand that we don't know what that place is going to be like other than the little bits of pieces that we have in Scripture. And it is just a little bit of pieces in Scripture. Mm-hmm. Okay, but let's say we get rid of all that. But but isn't isn't the idea of home being wherever our Creator is? Yep. And if that's where it is, then can we redefine the idea of asking yourself the question again? Do I... Do I desire to being with my Creator over the created? <clears throat> and I think... For the most Christians, I think we like the created more than the creator, and and I've been I've caught been caught up in that trap for sure. Which mm-hmm. is why you know debt occurs, and it's why uh, pain occurs, and why frustration occurs because I'm not getting what I want, and da 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 da. But my question then becomes: What are the consequences? Like, if we're not thinking eternal, then what are the what are the consequences for Christians? And humans in general, let's just say that in general, what are the consequences of not thinking eternal, not thinking of, I just want to go home, and I want to do everything I can to get home? What are the consequences for not thinking that way and not doing things that way? Hmm. Like, for example, I, I would say one of the consequences are that we don't have a desire hard enough to share the gospel with people. Yeah, I would agree. I think that's one of the consequences mm-hmm. for not thinking eternal. That or at least there's not an urgency. There's not an urgency, yeah. Because I think there's something in us that says, you know, well, I'm a Christian and I want others to know Jesus, but not to the extent where I'm going to sacrifice for it. And I just I just want to live a happy life, get to the, my deathbed, you know, and 
slip peacefully off into eternity with Jesus. Wow. I think that's what a lot of people want. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't sound so bad. I know, right? It doesn't. Yeah, I feel like we desire... I don't want to... I don't feel like sharing the gospel right now because I like being... I don't want to be uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't want to be made fun of. Mm-hmm. I don't want to look like the weird one. I don't want to change this relationship I have with this person if they don't have the same desire as I do to follow Christ. Yeah. Do you guys ever... This is this might feel like a side note, but it's going to come full circle. Okay? okay. Do you guys ever feel like it's easier to share the gospel with strangers than it does people you've known a while? Oh, for sure. 100%. Okay. 100%. So in that thought, okay, maybe that's why the disciples traveled so much. Maybe that's why the early church met in homes and they and they moved and they were nomadic peoples, you know? I mean, look at Christ himself went around like crazy. And like he even said... Um, a prophet has no honor in his hometown. Yeah, you know, in phrases like that. Yeah, I so couldn't be a pastor in my hometown. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I totally get it. Here I am trying to be one in my hometown, and I've I've ran into similar things. It's just like I see someone that I went to school with or graduated with, and yeah. they have a preconceived idea of who I am, and it's yeah. like I'm starting over, but yet they still know who I am. Yeah, and they nobody know who you wants. Were. To, yeah, nobody yeah, yeah. wants to feel like the wishy washy person that changed, or yeah. even if it's a change for the better. And it's just like you know what? Maybe us settling down and working the same job for forty years and having a thirty year mortgage and living in the same area you've always been in, maybe that's the wrong idea. Maybe yeah. we make life harder than what it could be, and maybe we are supposed to be tro- <laughs> traveling, nomadic, gospel-sharing people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, maybe Western totally. civilization is just wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. I, I definitely think that is one of the consequences, for sure. I, I think another I think another area is, like, uh, I know, and I hate it, but it's just true, and everything does go back to finances um, as well, because, I mean, why do we work? I mean, everything that we do is, and we're always trying to make more money mm-hmm. so that we can do more things and buy more stuff, right? Mm-hmm. That, that is why we do it. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if there's a, every human out there that says otherwise, and they're, <laughs> they're totally lying to you. Yeah. You know, well, homeless, you know, homeless, what, what are they trying to get money for, though? A, they're trying to survive, but, mm-hmm. but B, they want to eat, see if there's an addiction they have, you know, what, whatever the reason is. Every human being wants to make money or get money to fulfill a desire and a need mm-hmm. and a want, right? Mm-hmm. So if our eternal perspective is home with Christ and people with Christ, then wouldn't you say that our money would reflect that notion? It should, yeah. So I would say that's one of the consequences. So one of the consequences of thinking here and now and not eternal is is that, well, that money's for me mm-hmm. instead of that money is for we. We store our treasures here. Yeah. And again, we have the whole Bible to show us that. But for some reason, we always think that we're the ones that are like, well, I mean, is he really talking to me? Do I really have to feel that way and it's almost like every excuse me every person and myself included my wife included is like well we're kind of exempt from that well we're no we're not (laughs) we're not exempt because the whole idea of finances is to know your heart Mm -hmm. how you use your finances your resources and your time is a result of your heart Mm 
Mm. And so, and I like I just I won't be I'm gonna be honest. There's there's a lot of good people out there who are rich. A lot of good people. Okay. You can define good, whatever you want to define it as. Let's just define it in general terms right now. They're nice. You know, they try to be nice to you in public, Mm -hmm. whatever that is. But yet they will spend 98% of their money on themselves. Yeah. But they're good people. But according to God's standards, it's like, but that's not good. Because goodness is how he defines it, and and he wants our hearts. And so that's why I always want to help people understand it's not about the – it's not about the dollar amount that you give. It's about the percentage and what you give. It's it, it's far more about the percentage of what you give because somebody who's super poor gives so much money and somebody who's super rich gives so much money. But in comparison, what is the percentage of what they give? Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I don't want to I don't want to be at a money talk. I just want to get to the idea is if eternal life and eternity with Christ and God, you know, that being our home is our goal, then our Money, time, resources would reflect that the here now. But if it's not our goal and God's materialistic, you know, world that He's created for us, and He even says that He wants to bless us. But if it's just for us and the here in the moment, then obviously that's going to reflect our faith and reflect our view of God. There's consequences. And people suffer when our consequences are about us and not about others. That verse that uh, you were talking about, Jason, is in Matthew six, nineteen. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, yeah. where moths and vermin destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where yeah. moths and vermin do not destroy, mm-hmm. where thieves do not break in and steal. Yeah. For where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. Yeah. It's just, you know, I, Liz said this to me years ago. I'm not, not going to lie. It is This is a really hard thing for me. I've had to repent about it. I've had to find ways to give it to God. But she, she'll tell me this, Nate, you're not the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you can't convince people to live a certain way. That's the Holy Spirit's job. And I go, I know, but I'm trying. <laughs> you know? Uh, but I am, I'm not trying to take the spot of the Holy Spirit. I'm trying to help people understand to say, this is what Scripture says. But what breaks my heart so often in time, so often in a lot of people's times, whether it's been here, it's been in Indiana, it's been in Missouri, wherever I've been, um, it just hurts so when you're watching people who love Jesus, walking with Jesus, but there are still significant areas of their life that they just will not give to him. And you're just like, and you're missing it. And it just breaks my heart. And I just want to sit down with them, have them across the table for me and say, okay, tell me, why don't you do this? What is your excuse? Let me help you, you know? But that's the Holy Spirit's job. You know, I've never had once, and I've never had in my life somebody sit and say, hey, Nate, um, I, okay, here's, here's my sins, and here's, here's what I struggle to do, can you help me to fix those things? That's never happened. 
and it's not because I'm here to fix people's problems, but it is, it's part of my job as shepherding is to help people grow in their faith and walk with Christ. But I hardly ever get those, those like the real hard ones. Um, you know, I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better wife. I want to be a better dad. Um, I, can you, here's my budget. Can you help me figure this out? Because I'm not giving in the way that I think God has asked me to give. Can you help me to do that? <laughs> I can't honestly say nobody's like, sign me up for that. <laughs> and I don't understand why. Pride probably gets in the way of a lot of that. Yeah. A lot of people that are really young in their faith, they don't see anything wrong yet. You know, I mean, Christ said, those that have ears, let them hear. And that tells me that it's a learning process. Because every time that you get a little bit farther in your faith, a little bit deeper in your faith, you're going to yeah. get more convicted about new things yeah. until until you're working out your salvation, sort of speak. Correct. You, you know, so like when you're really young in your faith, which a lot of people, no matter how far that they think that they are, they might be really young in their faith. Man, some of them stay there forever. And they do stay there, yeah. And everyone has different growth rates. Everyone, yeah. you know, has different things that, that convict them, and everyone is, is made unique and... Um, God made us, you know. Yep. And it's it's like a lot of the times I feel like, and I am by no means perfect, but you're pretty it, close. It right? is. <laughs> no, I'm not <laughs> at all, Sydney. <laughs> um, it's 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 easier to point out flaws in other people because we can see stuff in other people that maybe they don't see in themselves yet. Right. You know. But at the same flip of the coin you have to look in the mirror right you got to you got to remove the plank in your eye before yep. you remove the speck in someone else's yeah. eye yeah and the good thing is is that you can actually help people in those areas if if you've been working on in your life god does say to us that we are to help that mm -hmm. is the whole discipling discipling process mm -hmm. but what i'm saying is is that we as christians have to be willing to ask those questions why don't i do this yet why do I still watch this? Mm. Why do I still listen to this? Mm -hmm. Why do I why do I struggle here? Why aren't I doing this? Um, how can I help this person do this? I, and that's where I get a lot of times it's like, why aren't we wrestling with those questions in our life? Because we read the same Bible. Mm -hmm. And we know that our goal is eternity with Christ. I mean, that's the whole point of Christmas. So if that is it, then why why are so many willing to, like, why do we think that the whole point of Jesus is just so that he overcame our sins and yet forget that John 10.10, 10, that the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but I have come to give what? Life. Mm -hmm. So... If he's come to give us life now, why aren't we asking those questions about what does life look like and how am I living that life in such a way that's going to get me to be, in a sense, home one day? Not because I'm saved by doing this stuff, but because of my salvation, why aren't I wrestling with these things that I know I need to wrestle with? Mm -hmm. I think those are the things I want to bring up in the lives of people of saying, are you asking this question? Are you asking this question? You're asking this question. You're asking this question. Well, I am. Well, okay, so what are the steps that you're working on or trying to do? I just don't know what to do with that. Are you willing to put somebody in your life that can help you do those things to like kind of make sure you're 
I don't know. What's the word I'm looking for? Like to make sure you're, you're being accountable for it. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I say, when's the last time you've shared your faith with somebody? Yeah, it's been a long time. What would it look like if I had somebody in your life who kept you accountable to say, okay, in the next two weeks, we're going to pick a person, we're going to pray about it, and you're going to do this. Would you, would, would, if you're listening to, is like, does that be like, oh, you know what? That would be something that would help me. Or is you're like, that scares the crap out of me. <laughs> and I think that's where a lot of Christians are, is if you start to challenge the very things that you know you're weak in and or struggle with when it comes to faith because you know what it says in the scriptures, and if it scares you, then what are we doing about it? I keep having this reoccurring thing pop into my head, and I said it at <clears throat> our small group last week. Is like real growth happens when you're uncomfortable. Yeah, that's right. And that keeps popping up in my head. Yeah. I mean, whenever somebody says to me that Christianity is boring or Sunday mornings are quote-unquote boring, I'm just like, I can help you not to be bored real fast. <laughs> you want to not be bored? I'll teach you how not to be bored real fast. And and that but so the idea is that is Jesus then a savior or is he just kind of something that may have happened or a mythical figure that I kind of believe in I maybe don't know if I believe in yet or not. You know, I, it's just so fascinating to me these things. But there is inside of us this again it goes all the way back to home. Am I doing what it takes to get home? Am I wanting to be home? Because um, everything that we struggle with and go through in life is because we l- we're not home yet. Um, we're almost there, but we're not there yet. And so, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Christmas is, for me, Christmas is that time of year that always, I'm hoping for many people will raise the question of, Is it more than just singing songs, candlelight, food, and presents? Mm. Um, Because it should be. It should be. I mean, although we're celebrating the advent of Jesus, right? The advent means uh, coming. Um, But really what Christmas should be about today is the second advent. Yeah, we're celebrating why Jesus came because it leads us to Easter. But really what Christmas is all about is to get us to the second advent, his return. And the question is, is are you ready? Are the people in your life ready? And that's what scares me is I'm not sure. See, that's where I struggle because that's where I want to be the Holy Spirit. And I have to really fight that because I'm not. Because I have to, am I ready? Is Nate ready? Are my kids ready? Is my wife ready? Is the church I serve ready? Is the community I live in, are they ready? And that's what that's what makes me think about everything that we're doing. Is my staff ready? Are our teams ready? Because um, our goal is to go home. Our goal isn't to live the best life we possibly can here on earth. Because it can't be. Because most days are struggle buses. <laughs> You know, you're just going to get in an argument with your boss and you're like, dang it, I didn't want that to happen today. Or 
you get a flat tire as you're driving somewhere and you're like and it's 30 degrees outside um not a fun day or your youth leader gets a flat tire in Lowe's parking lot. You got to go help him. <laughs> you got to go help him because he wants to go get coffee. <laughs> you know, you get in your car, you're driving, and all of a sudden you slide off the road because of ice or snow. Mm-hmm. You got to pay for, you know, going to the doctor one more time or the dentist office because you're like, dang it, my tooth hurts. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it just seems like it never ends. There's always something going on. And that's why the question is, is, are we thinking about home? And are we doing whatever we can to think about home? More than we're thinking about, you know, man, but today was awesome, you know. I was on vacation today. I got to rest. It was great. It was awesome. Absolutely. Those days are fantastic. But if you're living for those days, I would take, I'll take eternity you know, mm-hmm. with home all day long. So is there a the desire for home in us? And are we helping people to see that desire? I. I think so. I hope so anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I wonder if the if there's that desire for us like if we're really honest with ourselves do we really desire it like that moment when we finally take our last breath and we're with Jesus you know or just for fun? Like if you're new and you haven't been married yet and you're almost there, are you looking forward more to your wedding night with your spouse, especially if like you're a virgin, more than you're looking forward to the time of going home? I mean, think about that. Or that first time, like you're having your new baby come Mm -hmm. and it's almost there. Is that more important to you than being with Christ? I mean, and I'll I'll be honest with you. When I held Avery for the first time, oh my, I melted like butter. Um, I'll never forget driving home from the hospital, weeping all the way home. Like my wife was like, what is wrong with him? But it was just so much emotion with that. I was in love. I think that God gives us those moments to give us a taste of heaven. Yeah. Just the smallest little taste, you know. Man, if that's heaven all day, every day, let's go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I totally understand the point that you're trying to yeah, make. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I'm in agreement. Um, but I th- also think that celebrating those blessings, um, but don't worship the blessing. Yep. And... I, I do think it's a little taste of heaven. I think, I think I mean, God has got to give us something um, so that we can look forward to heaven. You know, you know, for sure. you know, know what I'm saying? Yep. It's like, you know, all of that love for that child, guess yeah. what? That child's made in my image. Yeah. You know, that love that you feel for that child, yeah. that's the love I feel for you. Yeah. You know, it's like he gives us all these beautiful comparisons. Yeah. And I'll say, and again, I'll go back to say, like there's nothing better, and I'm sure you've all experienced this when someone close to you has given their life to Jesus. Like that that moment of listening, to, like those feelings, yeah. are just 100 percent amazing. Yeah. Like when I baptized my wife. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. And the girls you, were on the edge of the stage watching the yes. whole time. Yes. When you get that moment of baptizing, I can guarantee you this: when we baptize Ezekiel, whenever that day comes, and I think that day is really soon. Mm-hmm. 
Whenever I bat, I'm probably going to lose it. <laughs> right? So a normal Sunday. A normal Sunday. <laughs> I just, that, that's what I live for. Um, heck, man, I just, I love baptizing people in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. Anyways, that's what Home for Christmas series is really all about. It's just this, how do we fall in love with the idea that our home is Eden? Because it's it's Eden is where God is and where I am and where people are. I want to be there. Mm-hmm. And I want to do whatever I can to get there. And so, but I want to do whatever I can to get people there. And I think that's what, that's really what the series is all about. So, so next week um, is, what is it, Kyle? I forget. Come home. Mm-hmm. What does it look like to come home? I'm coming home where mm. the streets are golden. I yeah. might have to talk with Jason about I that. I know, right? I don't know, man. Are you, you leading to... worship Sunday? He yes. is leading worship this past. Practice yeah. is tomorrow. I can't. Oh. Wait a minute. Are you are you singing or are you just are you off this week? No, I'm playing drums. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. fun. That'll be good. Um, yeah, I'm lucky. I am so excited about it because it's just this is one of my favorite stories and. Man, it is good, 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 good stuff. But it's the idea that every person, every person, and I'll say that again, every person can come home. Mm-hmm. Every person can. It's just whether you want to or not. So yep. that's it's what this is. an open invitation. Is yep. So, man, bring somebody. Goodness gracious. Invite your neighbor. Invite your friend. Invite your coworker. Everybody can come home. There it is. Yep. That's good. That's an hour-long episode. So nice. Good job, team. Good job, team. I wonder what, are we going to do this for Christmas Eve? I didn't even think oh, about gosh. that. Oh, gosh. I haven't even thought that far. I Man, that let me get through either. the next week first. I know. <laughs> I, don't know. I still have to get ready for like a, our Christmas Eve message and our online message. Yeah, the like, online oh, message, my yeah. gosh. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff coming up. I'll tell yeah. you what. The month of December, it is wild and... Uh, but we're here for it. Yeah, so. so it'll be good. I'm excited. Yep. We want to thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode. If you had any questions or if any of the scripture got brought up, if you want a reminder of what those verses are, just email any one of us, um, Nick at Church on the Ave, Nate or Church on the Ave, or Jason at whatever your email is. <laughs> Jason <laughs> at imawesome.com. Uh, <laughs> yeah, or Abe, yeah. Um, yeah, and we, so we just want you guys to have a blessed week, an awesome holiday season, and we hope to see you guys at church and bring a friend. All right, we're out. Thank you guys for going beyond the row with us yet again. Have a blessed week.